Stop. Commercial time. Hey, friends. So do y'all remember how we decided together that 2022 would be our year? Our year to be selfish? The year that we start finally taking the steps necessary to get our financial lives together. Y'all remember that? Well, I decided to get my financial life together by opening up my first investment account and investing in the stock market. Now, all I have to do is actually learn how to invest. (laughs) And I hope you'll join me. My good friend and season one guest, top 100 financial advisor and founder of Building Bread, Kevin Matthews has put together an easy to understand, easy to follow set of resources for newbie investors just like us called the Investor's Toolkit. The Investor's Toolkit is a seven module course designed to guide us step by step through our stock market investing journey. We need this friends. Well, if you're ready to stop talking about it and be about it, click the link in my show notes to access the Building Bread Investor's Toolkit. And if you use the link in the notes, you'll also get a special sugar-free discount. Y'all know I'm gonna take care of you friends, right? Good. Now back to the show. So to me, the the label in itself doesn't really do anything or, or say anything about the relationship. To me, what says anything about the relationship is again the understanding between the parties and so the label's not for me it's for the other women that's what it's it's not for me and so they know (laughs) so so when I go to introduce (laughs) you know you know it's good so it's not for me it's for them (laughs) and now you're listening to the sugar-free podcast welcome to the tea party friends now tell me girl how you like your tea up in here we like it sugar free come through stop by get up with me with your girl sitting back i'm a little crazy Ooh, right here with me it's where you wanna be, wanna be. let's get it sugar free yeah. tell me girl me girl how you like your tea how you like your tea you know it's sugar free Well, one question that I have. So I've noticed a lot in these communities and you you do it as well. And so I try to mimic it as well to be respectful of utilizing the proper terminology. But I notice that people always say my partner and they don't say like my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife. Is there a reason why the word partner is used versus my girlfriend, boyfriend? Or is it just a subconscious thing? Like this is how people refer to it. So this is how I refer to it. Or is there some kind of explanation or context as to why maybe in these communities, the use of the word partner is preferable or more appropriate than girlfriend Mm -hmm. or boyfriend? Yes. Uh, I would just say for me, um, partner just resonated more than just like, boyfriend, girlfriend. But I think what you are getting at is more so to like titles. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, like titles don't really mean anything. It might mean something to the outside world, but like titles for me and the person who I'm in a relationship with, 
doesn't define what the relationship is. Like, what does it mean to be someone's boyfriend? What does it mean to be someone's girlfriend? And just for me, I like to use the word partner because it just sounds what what I would want to emanate in any relationship. It's like it's a partnership um, and we're in this together. Mm. Well, I don't know if this is appropriate. And I feel like through our conversations, I feel like I am a Neanderthal. When it comes to relationships, but I feel like <laughs> for me, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend is like, obviously it's not wife or husband, which I think in our society is the pinnacle in terms of the, like the, the highest that you level. What does that even mean? Well, I'm getting to that, right? <laughs> like the highest level that you can reach in a romantic relationship in terms of the uh, the progression, right? So you start mm-hmm. off talking, mm-hmm. we call it dating, getting to know someone. And this is usually characterized by hanging out in a non-exclusive fashion, mm-hmm. um, a, sex or no sex just depending on what the terms of this dating relationship is but it's just essentially a non-committed low stress low pressure environment where we are getting to know each other for uh whatever purpose right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes the purpose is just to just that just to hang out kick it if there's more intention to the relationship maybe the purpose is to determine whether or not we want to see each other exclusively and be each other's boyfriend and girlfriend. So when I think boyfriend, girlfriend, I think this person is in a relationship that is exclusive and that is more serious than I'm just dating. Right. And so the yeah. level of seriousness depends on the relationship. Right. Cause <laughs> some people, you know, don't really take that, terminology as seriously as others but to me if you my boyfriend mm-hmm. we exclusive okay <laughs> like eight, emphasis eight, on exclusive yes <laughs> it, we're exclusive I am dedicating enough time to this in my mind where I need you to be taking this seriously right like we mm-hmm. have moved past the point for me where I'm playing around with y'all behind if you're my boyfriend we move past that point I'm not playing with you no more right like yes because I'm investing now and I don't want to be investing into something or someone where you're also invest. you know what I mean like you're not mm-hmm. you're committed to other people or whatever like if if you want to do that that's fine but I don't want to invest any more time than I deem necessary in that type of situation. And so in my mind, you become a boyfriend to determine whether or not you want to become a husband. Uh So a husband marital relationship would just be a super exclusive, not that you ain't exclusive with the boyfriend, (laughs) but super exclusive. And we trying to build a life together. Like we have commingled uh, lives to the point where we are like now in partnership with one another that mm-hmm. we're not just 
our lives are more than romantically intertangled or intertwined. Like our finances are probably intertwined. Like we're no longer riding maybe in the same direction in different cars. Like we're in the same car now. <laughs> like <laughs> we're, we're doing life together, I guess, is how I would define it. And so yeah. I thought it was interesting that you have kind of removed those labels from your vocabulary. Yeah, but and and, and see like, the thing is, like, you can remove those labels and still get exactly what you want, right? Like, so I think the most important thing in any relationship is the intention and the understanding between the parties. Because I can be in a relationship with someone and we have this understanding that, hey, we are going to be sexually exclusive, right? Um, but I don't necessarily need to label that as boyfriend, girlfriend, because you can label something as boyfriend, girlfriend, and it still not be sexually exclusive or what you considered committed. So to me, the, the label in itself doesn't really do anything or, or say anything about the relationship. To me, what says anything about the relationship is, again, the understanding between the parties. And so you mentioned quite a few things that I would just like to briefly touch on. Um, well, before before I do yes. that, can I respond okay. to your label? Oh, sure. So just quickly, the label's not for me. It's for the other women. That's what it's, it's not for me. It's so they know. Is <laughs> it <laughs> so? So when I go to introduce, <laughs> you know, you know, it's good. So it's not for me. It's for them. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> continue continue <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that um, <laughs> um but I still think that that can still be accomplished explaining what others um are um like what your relationship is to others so that they know um without the label but everyone is different and in different comfort levels but a few things that I wanted to touch on was that you talked about like first it's like the dating, the talking stage, and just getting to know each other. And then we're like dating. And then like, we had the conversation about like, okay, now we're exclusive. And, um, and then the next stage is uh, marriage. And it's like more intermingling and intertwining. Um, and what we refer to that in the ethical non-monogamy community is called the relationship escalator, right? So like it starts low and then like it builds and gets higher and higher. And some people in this community don't necessarily want to ascribe to this relationship escalator and it means different things. And again, I would just go back to like, you desire like marriage, you know, like we're intertwining our, our finances together. Um, it's something that, you know, I still desire or would like to have in my relationship eventually. Um, but I realized that like I can accomplish everything that I want in my relationship and relationships without necessarily one partner. Mm. Well, to be clear, mm -hmm. I feel like the, the, the escalation in the relationship that that we're talking about and that I previously described is just my general knowledge and understanding of more traditional labels in a relationship. But in my personal evolution as a human, through having conversations with friends like you and 
taking some time to reflect back on my previous relationships and what worked for me and what didn't work for me. I don't know if marriage in the traditional sense is right for me anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is, but I'm, I'm more open now than ever to rethinking those things just because And I always use Oprah and I know we talked about Oprah and another example um, in the show, but she had described the reason why she decided she didn't want to get married is because the amount of sacrifices that people expect you to make when you're a wife weren't sacrifices that she was prepared to take. And I, I felt that in my spirit, like she mm-hmm. felt like she had a higher purpose and calling on her life through her show and through her network and telling stories of black people and really telling stories of all people that she felt like that calling was higher than the calling to be a wife. And, and that resonated with me a lot because I think that you have to sacrifice so much for what we consider a traditional marriage and relationship that I don't know that I need that. And she said she felt like not getting married allowed her and Stedman to be in relationship with one another without having to worry about those expectations like taking his last name or Mm -hmm. living together at every point of the phase and the journey. Or she described it as being in two cars going in the same direction, but at different speeds. And, you know, like everybody's doing their own thing and we're generally going in the same direction and we've committed to being in each other's lives. But if you want to go take a job in, you know, California and I'm in Chicago, that's fine. Right. Because we're, Mm -hmm. we're not in the same car, right. (laughs) We're, we're taking a journey together and going generally in the same direction, But without being in the same car, there's no, you know, like, how am I going to afford the mortgage if you don't live here? You don't live here anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you like, I already doing my own thing. Like, it just took a lot of the pressure out of it for her. And I kind of, I feel that so much. Like, I don't know if I need all that pressure on me to to be in a traditional relationship. And I feel like as women, we generally usually give up so much and I don't want to do that. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I 100% agree. I, I feel like a lot of women give up a lot of things when they get married or, or in relationship and make a lot of compromises that I feel like is not equal on the man's part. And I think that one of the beauties of ethical non-monogamy is that you get to create the relationship and relationships that you want um, without necessarily feeling like you have to compromise. So going to your point, like, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to live with you. You know, like I enjoy my space. I want you to have your space. And if I want to see you, you can come over here. I can come over there. You know, that's beautiful. Or like some people, they might not want to intermingle their finances, you know? So you don't have to, like, why should you have to compromise? I don't want to take your, your last name, you know, like, I don't want to feel like I'm tied down. If I get this wonderful job offer, let's say across country in California. And now I have to think about, well, I take like your feelings and your thoughts into consideration. Like, 
I just want to take this job, you know, and, and figure it out. <laughs> I feel that I feel that I feel like with a couple of my exes, like, and this is the thing too, like, I hate to say this about men in general, but I feel like I'm doing life real good. And there's very few men that I've met that have been doing life the same as or better. And so I always get nervous that I'm going to have to go backwards. Right. And I'm going to have to maybe vibrate at a little bit less of a high frequency in order to bring that person up or. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases, a lot of men feel like they want to lead and they want to be in charge. And I'm like, but, but, but babe, hold on. I don't know how to say this, but you are not the most qualified for that job. <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, let's figure out our strengths and weaknesses. And I lead for I'm strong and you can lead where you're strong. But like, ooh. just because you're a man doesn't mean that you have to, you're automatically leading everything, you know? I do know. And but a lot of men feel like that they are by birthright entitled mm-hmm. to that leadership role and position. And I just feel like reimagining what we want or believe relationship to be takes the pressure off. Right. Because now if we don't live together, if we're not commingling funds, you can lead yourself down whatever path you think you're going and I ain't got to follow. Yeah. <laughs> like If you want to make these dumb decisions and I hate to say the word dumb, but dumb decisions with mm-hmm. your money, go for it. Cool. Great. That's on you. Right. Yes. I'm going to be here in my house chilling and you can learn that lesson alone. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. We, we we don't have to learn your lesson together. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that could be your burden and your cross to bear. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, I'm like, in my journey, I already learned that lesson. I don't need to learn it again. I already know what the consequence is of buying an expensive ass car that you can't afford. I already did that. I don't need to do it again. But when you are commingling and you are, you know, so intertwined in your finances, in your relationship, you inevitably can be traveling down the road that, you know, is not the right one or that you've already been down before. Know what the result of that Mm -hmm. is going to be because you are forced to take the exact journey together because. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I don't want that. You go ahead and make your own dumb decisions and I'll be right here. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one of my exes had like burnt all his cash. I don't even know what happened. And he was like, oh, I'm going to be eating tuna. You know, he said, we're going to be eating tuna. We? Yes, girl. We're going to be eating tuna for like the next month. And I said, no, 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 no. We (laughs) are not. I'm going to be sitting over here eating my Brussels sprouts okay and my salmon having enjoying myself because I did not burn through my money and he was like well you just gonna let me eat tuna fish by myself absolutely yes (laughs) (laughs) you gonna learn today But then I'm the bad guy and I'm the bad person because I either A, didn't bail you out by using my Mm -hmm. money to. And why should you be expected to? You shouldn't. But in traditional relationship, right? Like we have glorified Mm -hmm. sacrifice and made it synonymous with love. Yes, we have. Yeah. 
And I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you blew through all your cash and are eating uh, tuna, okay, boo. That's you. you. Like, I ain't mad at you. Do what you got to do. That's not where I'm at. That ain't what I'm doing. But now I'm the bad guy because I either A, won't eat tuna with them or I will not share what I've eaten or buy Mm -hmm. extra. So you want us both to be broke because you made a poor and your decision. decision. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> you can miss me with that. <laughs> girl, girl. Well, this has been so great. Anything else you want to add about open relationships that you feel like we just need to cover or have not touched on yet? I will just add one thing. Um, I think that even people who are in monogamous relationships can take some of the tenets of non-monogamy and apply it to their relationships. Um, You know, and and just start to question what you have been taught and raised and and see if that still aligns with what you believe in. You know, if, if it does, fine. Um, but if it doesn't, then be bold enough to create the relationship and relationships that you want. You know, like you can be married and not live together. You know, who, who says what book says you have to live together? You know, like so just I think the the biggest lesson to take is just create the relationships that you want to be in. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. It was so good. Woo child. Mm-hmm. What a show. We shared some good old tea today, didn't we, friend? Thank you for your presence. I truly enjoyed you at the tea party. And we appreciate you sipping on some sugar-free tea. With me, your host, Sid Mack. Until next time, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sugar Free Podcast or at Sugar Free Pod. You can also visit our website at www.sugarfreepodcast.com. See you again soon, friends. And be sure to keep the tea party going, a With plenty of tea that's 100% sugar-free. Meet small business owner, Mackenzie Nicole. Mackenzie's business is growing and she needs forms and templates to legally protect her business from clients, partners, and employees. But she's low on cash and needs to find forms and templates that are legally binding and comprehensive, yet affordable. Not knowing where to find such forms and templates, Mackenzie was stressed until she found Formally Forms, the one-stop DIY legal shop for small business owners, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs. All Formally Forms are affordable, easy to use, and expertly drafted by a licensed business attorney and reviewed by a law professor. So what are you waiting for? Be like Mackenzie and get your Formally Form or template today.